0: So the payment,
1: I believe the term is fortune and glory? Uh, definitely. If you guys are together, um, I would love for all of us to go. Um, it's hard to know, you know, if there'll be dangers along the way, and, um, you guys look like you can handle yourself.
2: Sil comes around the corner, spray adhesive, holding his band-aids on. He says, "I, I hear talk of fortune and glory, but, uh, Ship doesn't run on glory.
1: Howdy friends, Craig here. We've got uh, session two of an actual play of uh, some role playing that I'm running uh, for a group, many names who I'm sure you're familiar with. Uh, If you have not listened to episode 91, I recommend you go back to episode 91 to watch or to listen to the first session of this. Um, In this next session, uh, it's really interesting to already see the progress that each of these players is making. This is, of course, set in the Star Wars universe using the Edge of Empire rules from Fantasy Flight Games. Anybody who's a fan of Star Wars, I think will enjoy enjoy hearing yet another story being told uh, in that uh, setting. One thing to note, uh, this ended up being a short session, and uh, you don't hear it in the recording, but I ended up cutting the session much shorter than anticipated because uh, I was struggling. I was struggling to get into the groove of running the game. And any of you out there that have ever run a role-playing game, ever been a DM or a GM before, know that just uh, some days you have an off day. And this turned out to be one of them. Uh, The good news is, is the players uh, didn't notice. It seemed like something only I noticed. Um, But uh, I don't consider this to be the best session I've ever run. Um, But uh, I learned a lot uh, from running it. So sit back and enjoy yet another story set in the Star Wars universe. This is the Fistful of Credits campaign. Enjoy!
3: Playing a tabletop strategy game allows you to unplug and test your skills against friends. Every week, Third Floor Wars delivers useful strategies, discussions, battle reports, and reviews to tabletop games like Malifaux. If you want to get better at the games you already play or discover the games other people are playing, you are in the right place. Craig and Ray welcome you to the third floor and the Tabletop Talk Broadcast.
1: When we last left the crew, they were in a bar on Narsh et al. An elderly Twilak named Jacek approached them about a potential job. Before they could discuss the details, Grail, a Trandoshan, tried to steal the work out from under them. Quickly, discussions escalated and a scuffle ensued. After some mishaps and a faulty grenade, the crew took control of the situation. Grail is now on the floor, unarmed and alone. His men fled. Will the crew finally learn the job Jacek has for them? How did he know they would be together in the Orange Lady Bar? Can this ragtag group come together as a crew to make a fist full of credits? All right, guys, we're going to start now session two. Um, So uh, we just listened to the recap, but let's kind of set the set the uh, scene. You guys, of course, are um, in the Orange Lady nightclub slash bar. We have Jacek laying uh, on the floor right next to the dance floor, surrounded by four of you. Marshall, um, you have convinced Grail that uh, fighting is probably not his best option now. Um, And he's laying at your feet. His uh, buddies um, that... uh, you guys um, tussled with are uh, out the door, and uh, we um, uh, that's when we broke. So now, uh, first thing I'd like to do is um, I want to uh, do something that I uh, hear on another podcast, which I really like. The Live Play podcast called The Heidian Way. And one of the things that they do, which I am um, also uh, having us do – is we kind of set a set a scene where one character gets a chance to ask another character a question so that everybody gets a little bit of insight into that. So to set that scene, we're going to go briefly back in time to when Marshall Sill and um, Titus were flying on their way to um, uh, meet with you guys. And uh, let's go ahead and ask the question.
2: Well, and we're traveling along in this uh, currently unnamed starship just out of mothballs, uh, delivering it for our, for our patron, Lar- Larbeck Bejus. And um, we've been traveling for a while, getting to know each other, um, kicked back in the captain chair, pilot chair, the uh, co-pilot. And uh, there's a lot of miles or parsecs between, uh, between planets, a lot, of, a lot of time to chat. After a while, the conversation turns to, um, well, weapons, naturally. Um, men of action, time to kill. And uh, Sill turns to Titus and says, uh, this is Titus, I, uh, I notice you've got a Mon Calamari spear blaster. I've never seen a non-Mon Calamari use one of those. Where'd you come by that?
4: When I first started out here... the outer rim as a bounty hunter I had a partner named Nadar he was a Mon Cal, veteran of the Clone Wars like myself good man a job went south he was wounded, mortally in order for me to get away he gave his life and he passed on this and I hold it up Gave it to me so that I could continue on my journey. He knew what I was actually after and he wanted to help. He understood more than most, I think, the uh, Mandalorian way. And uh, he gifted it to me, determining, as he said, only a true warrior could possess a weapon of such significance
2: from his culture. That's a weapon with a past. Weapon with a mandate attached, isn't it? So. We'll try to fulfill it.
1: All right. Very cool, guys. Okay, so now we're going to go ahead and create our destiny pool. So if you go to your roll 20 and... um, go to your destiny pool under your dice pool right now it should show zero zero, zero uh zero light zero dark if it doesn't go ahead and uh have it sync with the gm and then go ahead and roll destiny Ooh, looking good all right so rick's rolled one light side <laughs> chal two light side dt one light side i need i need someone to ha- save me here we got two more to go titus what the heck
3: Another light side. (laughs) All right. The tables have turned, Craig. Come on. (laughs) All right.
1: (laughs) All right. So uh, Marshall Sill also rolled light side. So it is definitely in your guys' favor uh, today. We've got six light side, zero dark side points. Uh, It'll be interesting to see uh, when those start coming into play. All right, so the obligation that we rolled at the end of session one uh, was for DT's oath. Uh, so DT, we've already lowered your uh, uh, strain threshold um, as that uh, aspect of your life is kind of weighing on you um, and uh, uh, kept things focused. So now let's go back. So the camera fades in. We see the uh, trendocean grail on the on the ground so your uh marshall Sillo is standing over him the other four of you have surrounded jacek who is the twi'lek man uh older gentleman that approached you and um said that uh uh actually uh talked with ricks uh, specifically um to find out if um you guys could help him but we at this point don't really know what he's looking for because you were interrupted by grail um the music has stopped. Um, the lights have come back on, um, and the one thing uh, that uh, kind of breaks the silence and uh, of the moment is we have the bartender droid uh, flag down um, uh, Rick. So, so Rick, you come over to the bartender droid, Master Rick's. Please be
3: aware that if the authorities were notified. And I expect security to be here soon. All right. Uh, I turn to my group. And uh, guys, we got to get out of here. Uh,
5: yeah, let's scram. Security. Just leg it. Yes,
3: yeah, security's on the way. Um, uh, uh, let's go to a, a, a place where, where we could chat.
5: Yeah, sure. I'm just going to take my drink since I got it. Didn't drink a long time, and we do it.
2: Let's go. <laughs> Man after my own, my own heart. I'm going to bend down to Grail. Right. say, Grail, you shot me. I won't forget that soon. But uh, in the meantime, I could use a friend around here. You watch my back. We'll be in touch. By the way, I'm keeping your gun. And I follow out the door.
1: Very nice. Okay, and uh, what are we doing with Jacek? Uh,
0: DT is going to uh, assist him up and make as best he can to appear as though he is some form of service droid helping, uh, Jacek along.
1: Okay. So you guys step outside of the, um, uh, outside of the orange lady. And now keep, keep in mind where we are. We're kind of the mid level. Um, so you, uh, it's nicer than obviously the lower levels of the, of the city and the planet. It is, uh, simulating night at this point there's lights everywhere you've got the neons of the different signs um it the uh the streets themselves are, are rather busy as often is the case um give me an idea gentlemen where we're headed we should
2: take them to our shit good idea um i'll pull i'll pull out my urban compass and flip that open
5: as I see you pulling it up, I just just hold it there, Marshall. We should get lost in the crowds. We don't want them to tail us. I had a few bad, uh, a few bad, let's say, uh, incidents in past, and uh, we really, uh, we really should get lost, uh, lose the tail in case somebody wants to follow us. Get lost in the crowd. It will be hard with this old guy, and then get to the ship. I think, like, just just Good. for safety.
2: Good plan. Lead on. Yeah.
1: All right. Okay. Guys, let's go ahead and take a look at your character sheets real quick. Look at your skills. I'd like to find out um, who has the best skullduggery.
0: DT has a yellow and two green and subtracts
2: one black from any uh, okay. roll. Uh,
3: three green here.
2: This Boy Scout's got none of that. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> I got the two green for troll. Two green. How about, and how about Titus? Two too green. Okay, so it looks like uh, your best bet is to have um, DT kind of get you guys mixed in with the crowd um, and uh, hopefully um, not obvious uh, to whatever security has arrived. And speaking of which, once you've stepped outside, uh, so far you don't see any of the uh, uh, city security arriving yet. So I'm going to go ahead and set the difficulty. Uh, it's going to be an average difficulty, so it gets two purple dice and uh, DT. If you can go ahead and roll for me, uh, what's this roll for? Sure. By the
5: way, Shouldn't, I was thinking more streetwise to, to use to get lost in the crowd than Skullduggery. Um,
1: I I what I, what I'm hoping for here is is more of a Skullduggery. So it's going to be almost like a stealth roll, um, as opposed to a streetwise, which is from uh you know tends to be more uh, trying to find something. Right. Um, okay. All right, so an cool. average skull, skull duggery roll. Ready when you are, sir. Here we go. All right, so you rolled two green and a yellow because you have uh, one rank uh, in skull duggery. We ended up with uh, two successes and a threat. Um, I'll go ahead and use that threat to uh, add one to your th- uh, strain threshold. Uh, so DT, okay. let's go ahead and add one strain. With those two successes, you guys have little difficulty. Now we're uh, we're headed to the ship, right? Yes, correct. All right, so you guys guys are able to mix in with the crowd. DT's doing a very good job, um, you know, helping Jacek, who, uh, um, you know, is, is older. And as you mix through the crowds going through, you do see some security starting to pass through, headed towards the orange lady. They pay no attention to you at this point. And you guys get to the hangar. And the ship is there. Um, the, uh, the ramp is down. You guys head up and you uh, are in the ship now. Howdy friends, Greg here. Nothing makes Malifaux easier than having the right tools. Here at the third floor, we love all the licensed Malifaux goodies from Custom Meeple. Not only are they helping support this podcast, they sell custom made weird licensed tokens and terrain. They sell it all. Crew boxes, terrain, markers, tokens, and even a 3x3 full Malifaux board. Custom Meeple sells a complete M3E token set covering every marker and token you need to play. Custom Meeple are the source for the official accessories for Malifo. Everything is designed by hand and authorized by Weird Games. Check them out at custommeeple.com. That's with one M. Or follow the link in the show notes. Up your Malifaux game and be sure to tell them Craig from the third floor sent you. If you use the promo code floor friend" all one word, T-H-I-R-D-F-L-O-O-R-F-R-I-E-N-D, you'll get a 5% discount and help support the podcast. It's valid on everything except retail products and playmats. The ramp is down. You guys head up and you uh, are in the ship now.
2: So, um, first thing, I'm badly injured. I think I'm headed towards the medical bay. Um, okay. The, we also um, need to find Jacek a place to sit and uh, discuss why he was with us in the orange lady. Um, how do we how do we deal with injuries?
1: Ah, good question. I've heard of stim packs, but I sure don't
2: see one on my sheet. <laughs>
1: Marshal, still, so you can uh, go to medical. So, but to answer exactly. your question, probably the best—the best thing for you to do um, would be to have someone do a medicine check on you. Um, so, I would uh, let's take a quick peek and see if we can get an idea, because uh, we don't have somebody who's specifically a healer or a medic in the uh, uh, in the party. Um, so, if everybody can take a quick look at your medicine.
5: Okay, I'm level three. And uh, basically, from past, uh, it's not like I'm a doctor or anything, but I have some experience with drugs. I have some anesthetic if uh, we need to use it if it's something serious, so uh, I could take care of it.
1: All right. So you said you, you you've got uh, three three green in medicine. Uh, three green. All right. It looks looks like. And how about you, Titus? I've got two. Okay. Great. So yeah, I got two all right, Same excellent. with DT. So let's go ahead and have Chal um, and uh, Silk head over to the medical bay. So Silk, you you hop up on the um, you hop up on the bed um, in the medical bay. Charl, you're there. Yeah. Do we take the uh,
5: the old man with us as well to take a look at him? Yeah, I'm going to take him to the lounge. Excellent.
0: DT would help you with that and take back his coat and hat which he totally dressed Jacek up in to get through the crowd and uh, probably try and plug himself in somewhere and maybe get rid of some of this strain
1: Uh, you can go ahead and do a uh, a discipline roll if you'd like Uh, DT I've got uh, the pool is clear this will be just a straight discipline every success will reduce your strain so you roll two green for your discipline and that's going to be two successes and two advantages so you can drop your strain by two which I think gets rid of all of it. Uh, Ricks. also, you've got some strain hanging around as well, so let's do that. Um, You can do either discipline or cool, whichever is better for you. All right, you can drop your strain by one. Uh, You roll two green dice, and you've got one success to advantage. All right, so let's... Camera uh, cuts away from the lounge, where you guys have now moved Jacek over um, and have sat him down and we're focused on the conversation and the work that's being done in the medical bay.
5: Okay, Marshall. So, uh, where shall we get started. Where did you get hit? I don't see anything obvious
2: here, but... I was, uh... I was standing there, minding my own business, arms out to the side, shot me, uh... Shot me for no reason. We're definitely gonna have to settle accounts later. That's oh. all.
5: Okay, I, let's we- see. Let's see how your medkit is, uh, equipped. Like... Can, can can I get a description like how the ship looks? Like, is it uh, is it a nice nice fancy ship? I doubt it. But or is it like barely flying it's, ship?
1: It... <laughs> no, it's actually it's older. Um, it's older uh, and um, but but not dec- uh, like falling apart by any stretch of the imagination. So it's in actually pretty good shape. But it's not new off the lot. Um, the medical bay is stocked. Um, so you've got any tools that you'll need um, there um, to to do to, to do the healing?
2: Well equipped for trauma and well exactly. used. Exactly.
5: Okay, so can I, if I could get a medkit there, and so let's see, uh, let's see what can we do. I
2: I, I, don't I peel off my okay. duster and start stripping layers of uh, armored or padded clothing off to get down to the burn marks
5: okay so uh this might hurt a little so let's do this and i will just go straight for healing the wound wound nothing else just yeah we need to get this sorted out on the uh, or it will get bad
1: all right so current currently Marshall sill is at eight of his 12 wound threshold so he's over half which makes this a hard medicine check um so we've got uh three um purple dice in there um out of curiosity, does anyone want to use a light side point?
5: Yeah, yeah, I was thinking that, like, I will use... I just hit the use light
1: side, right? Yep, you just hit use light side, it'll upgrade your roll.
4: You know Craig's just tempting you to get dark side points, right?
1: Yeah, Five we need light to get side, him at and least I finally one. have a dark side point. Uh, the pool, uh, dice pool is ready for you, Chol. Uh, 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 and let's see, I'll do my best. Very nice. So uh, you ruled uh, normally your medicine check your medicine skill would be three green, but because you guys used the light side point, it upgraded it to two green and a yellow. And then we had three purple. We ended up at the end of it with three successes and one threat. So the three successes, Marshall Sill, is gonna allow you to reduce your wounds by three.
2: So I punch in a minus three here, and it takes me to five. Nice.
1: Ex- yep, and then uh, Chol, that was um, this is not really what you normally do. You feel a yep. lot more comfortable with wires and circuit boards and things like that. Um, squishy, squishy people is not your expertise, but you did an excellent job. But it was pretty stressful. So let's go ahead and use that threat to add one strain.
2: All right, that was from the squealing noise I made. <laughs> I, ju- I, I prefer speaking binary. If you're
5: hurt, just speak binary.
1: <laughs> one, one, one. <laughs> <laughs> so now, now the camera shifts over back to the lounge where we have Titus, DT, and Rick's uh, sitting with Jasic.
3: All right, uh, I'm going to sit next to to, to Jacek and say, Jasic, uh, I know we were interrupted prior. Uh, uh, what did you want to tell us? What what job did you have for us?
1: Well, I, I need your help. I um. I've been doing a lot of research and I think that I am very close to discovering, uh, essentially a, a, a hut treasure palace, long abandoned. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with, with the huts, but the hut, many of the huts would often have different locate different, um, hidden locations where, they would go to get away um, and to often stash a lot of their wealth. Uh, some of them have been long forgotten, and I think I have a line on getting us to one of those, but I need obviously a ship, and I see you guys have one, and um, I was told, uh, uh, Ricks that um, you have a good sense of 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 the galaxy and can be an asset as far as navigating through this. Um, The map that I have is not complete. Um, I don't know, I still don't know, have the exact location, but I've got a good friend um, who is on Ryloth, um, which is close to the Bukata space. And if we can get there um, and talk to him, he might be able to fill in the last pieces and the holes that we've got um, so that um, maybe we can get there. And obviously, I don't uh, I don't have any money now, but if what I believe to be true, there should be more than enough treasure for uh, all of us to split um, if we're able to find this palace.
3: Jason, that sounds all great, but. What proof do you have that, that you're on the right track? I mean, that's asking a lot for us to commit our entire group and, and, and a ship to to go hunt this down with no guarantee or no bit of information. So
1: he has a he has kind of a um, a, a, a uh, like a messenger bag and he pulls out from the messenger bag a small statue. And it's it's a um, it's a hot statue. And what I'd like to do is um, I would like to get a uh, lore check from you, uh, Rex. Howdy, friends. Craig here. You deserve a new playmat. Here on the third floor, we use mats by Mars. They are scratch resistant, waterproof. Wet erase marker compatible, almost free of glare, and lighter than neoprene. Mats by Mars gives you over 40 designs to choose from. You pick a mat, pick a design, and then you pick an overlay, like one for Marvel Crisis Protocol, Star Wars Legion, or even Malifaux 3rd Edition. Those overlays will really speed up your deployment and make the placement of objective markers so easy. Use our promotion code in the show notes to get a 10% discount on your first order. In the notes of your order, you can even request the third floor logo on your mat for free, that makes the best mat in the business even a little better. So get some new mats. Save yourself some money and help support the show. Go to matsbymars.com. All the details are in the show notes, including the discount code. And it's, it's a, um, a hot statue. And what I'd like to do is um, I would like to get a uh, lore check from you, uh, Rick's. It's going to be Average Difficulty.
3: All right. You ready?
1: I'm ready when you are, sir. So he explains, this, this is what g- began my search. It, it belongs, I believe if I've done my research correctly, it belongs to uh, a hut who's long gone. I've uh, been dead for well over 200 years now, and... There's inscriptions at the bottom of, of, of the statue. And he turns it over and you can see it. Um, and it's in a language that really none of you recognize. He then pulls out a paper map and unfolds it. And it's of the uh, uh, Buddha hut of space. Um, and for those not familiar with it, you've got, of course you have, have hut space, um, where you've got planets like Tatooine. and um, So you have Narshida and all of that. And then outside of hut space... You have what's called the Buddha hut, which is really used by the huts a long time ago. It's become mostly uncharted at this point. Um, there's not a whole lot of activity there. It is a, it is a part of, of uh, space where uh, rumors are that a lot of these ancient palaces that uh, Jason is talking about is located. So he lays out the map. And you can see where he's got all kinds of calculations that he's done. He's used compasses and things like that. He's written all over it, and he and he says, "I believe it's here." And he um, touches a part of the map near um, what's called the Dead Road, um, which is a what is believed to be old smuggling routes that were used by the uh, by the Huts, um, but now uh, have become base, essentially uncharted territory. There is always been rumors um around uh the dead road it's uh and some for some has become almost essentially the Bermuda Triangle um of Star Wars but let's go back to this um lore rule so Rick's, uh you rolled uh three advantages after rolling three green against two purple um you pick up and look at the statue um it's you're not really able to authenticate it um at this point um it uh, it you know looks legit, um, so there's nothing telling you that um, what Jacek is saying in any way is um, not the truth. Uh, you did get three advantages from that, so I'd be curious how you'd want to spend those advantages.
3: Um, I definitely need to recover some strain, but yeah, let's recover some strain for now, if that's all right
1: excellent so th- as you as you've kind of been really had a chance to relax at this point ricks and uh, you know researching and uh understanding um you know different parts of HUD space seeing the map alone kind of get you excited because uh it's been a long time since you've seen a paper map and you look over all of the calculations that he's been doing and just all of that i think uh tends to uh relax you a bit so yeah let's go ahead and drop your strain by three
3: all right uh Jason, uh I like what I'm hearing. Um, if we're going to commit our entire crew to to go off on this adventure, what's in it for us?
1: I am more than willing to share uh whatever we find um i mean i if if this truly is a uh, a a treasure um, palace and if it is an untouched as I believe it's going to be. There, it's just countless, countless the amount of uh, treasure that will be there. Um, and I obviously would, would share that with you. Um, I would like to bring artifacts um, back to do research. I would like to obviously keep some of the treasure that we find. Um, but I, you know, I can't make any promises. Um, I just, based on my research, I am, think this is worth taking the chance. So I'd be happy to share that with you. I can't get there without you. So the payment, I believe the term is fortune and glory? Uh, definitely. If you guys are together, um, I would love for all of us to go. Um, it's hard to know, you know, if there'll be dangers along the way. And, um, you guys look like you can handle yourself.
2: Sill comes around the corner, spray adhesive, holding his band-aids on. And he says, I, I hear talk of fortune and glory, but, uh, ship doesn't run on glory we need to uh we need to cover rental and fuel on this ship or we got nothing we, we can't uh we can't get back on promises that's all I'm um, that's why I'm sorry to be the wet blanket on this but uh, we got to make sure we can fly on back to past the side of the hull <laughs> so I will
5: I basically follow and I say somebody said money so we are speaking about money now?
0: <laughs> potential money.
5: Ah, potential money. Right. Okay. I'm listening.
3: All right. Uh, well, well, gentlemen, I, I feel we need to work out some sort of a, a breakdown of, of of what we find and how we divvy it out before we, we take on this journey. Um, uh, Jason. What do you propose, percentage-wise, if we were to find this treasure?
1: If I can get, if I can keep with the artifacts that we find, um, any of the relics, anything that'll, you know, obviously enhance my research as I try to learn more and more about uh, this time uh, in, in HUD history, I anything as far as, you know, valuables, gems, e- even ancient credits, anything that has any value like that, I would be happy To to hand over and and let you guys take. I'm only interested in in finding things that will increase and help me um, in my research.
0: DT nods
2: and uh, looks over at the marshal. I um, pull out a scrap of paper. I say, you you know, I find that if we put a few of these words on paper it uh, reduces the chance of misunderstandings in future. If we could Let's just jot down some bullet points here, so we're uh, so we're clear on where we're at. And he smooths right. this out, pulls out his, pen he's sorry, guys, because <laughs> he um, he knows sorry. fortune and glory rings loud.
1: So, uh, however, the meat bag needs to record itself. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Marshall, so what are we going to put on there? And are you looking for Jacek to agree to it, sign it? I uh yeah, I'm hoping to uh
2: to work out a negotiation role at some point here. Because that's something I actually have. Um we're not driving for crazy terms. We're just trying
1: to uh So give to, me an to, idea of what you're shooting for, um what? outside of what Jasic mentioned.
2: No, I think uh I think what Jasic has uh, has put down there is uh is perfectly fair. I would like um uh, I don't know how much fuel costs is 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 are we begging for gas
1: so
2: <laughs> i don't know how I like to put a lot this. of things
1: <laughs> a lot, like a lot of things in star wars it's never really clear uh exactly how ships kind of are fueled um whether it's fuel cells things like that um so within in the games that i run uh in this universe um i tend not that to be a consideration or a worry okay um, I- I uh, unless, unless I want like to mess you. with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, at some point I might say you're out of gas because I have got, uh, evil plans as your uh, game master, but as a general rule, um, I'm not too concerned about it. So, all right,
2: then, then we're not, it's kind of the not. same
1: thing with like eating and, you know, having food and supplies and things like that. Um, I might bring it up, um, when I need to bring it up, but generally speaking, we're going to assume that you guys, um, have food on the ship. Um, are able to stay. In our then,
2: then the negotiation is mainly flavor negotiation rather than survival.
1: <laughs> gotcha. So keep runs he, on he, pure narrative power. <laughs> 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 so um, Jason looks over everything that you wrote down, uh, Marshall and, um, you know, he looks up and goes, did you want me just to, to, to initial this sign it for you?
2: That's I'll I'll sign you sign. And, uh, it's mainly just jotting it down and then a handshake
3: hey Marshall I'd like to add something to that uh, agreement um, um, I would like to get credit for finding these relics that uh, 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 along with JSIC, I would like to be part of that discovery JSIC recorded is, uh, co-authorship
2: uh, a portion of this uh this deal
1: yeah that's fine that's fine so yeah you guys add that uh, and jot it down and he completely agrees with it now uh the planet that he mentioned uh ryloth um that is um definitely outer rim just outside of hut space itself um let me get an out who's got the best uh knowledge outer rim
3: i got a yellow and two green
1: i'm on i suspect that's our best yeah all right still settles back
2: in the chair he's done
1: <laughs> All right. So, Rick's you got nothing um, to help you. Let's, let's see what we can learn about Ryloth. Um, it's going to be an average difficulty. So, I've got two purple dice, and I'm ready for a knowledge outer rim when you are. Very nice. So, you rolled two green and a yellow against the two purple. You ended up with three successes and a threat. I'm actually going to bank that threat um, to use later, <coughs> kind of off screen. But uh, for your three successes, so, um, Rix, you're familiar with Ryloth. Um, It is something that you and all of your studies have come across. It is primarily a mining um, planet. Uh, It is uh, populated mostly by Twi'leks, much like uh, Jacek. Uh, The main uh, city, uh, if you want to call it that, um, is a um, city called Nabat and um it's generally speaking uh, not not a whole lot of um, imperial uh, presence on the planet itself and you can decide how much you how much you want to share of that obviously
3: uh gentlemen i'm familiar with uh with ryloth uh, uh, I, I think it's i think it's acceptable to uh, start this adventure if you guys are in i'm in um uh, let's find some treasure
5: yeah ryloth i've been there a few times in my past well let's go back then and see if i found my some of my old friends oh we probably should be a little bit on guard if
4: we're trying to avoid the imperials though they have a pretty heavy presence there
5: yeah for me it's a bit tricky but we'll see we'll see Anyhow, all right. I should, so let's
1: go ahead. Oh, go ahead.
5: Chill. Yeah. So uh, before we like go there, I would like to check out the you know the guts of the ship to see like if we are good to go. And, you know, you know it's the thing I do. So if you wouldn't mind, I, I would go to engineering.
1: Yeah, and this is this is your first time on the uh, ship itself, so I'm going to go ahead and do an average um, uh, mechanics check with one setback because of the uh, this being the first time. And so you're kind of, are you looking, um, but before we roll, kind of give me an idea um, what you're trying to assess, Joel.
5: So I would like to assess the state of the ship. Uh, Like if, if, I don't know, fight occurs, or like if we can uh, withstand some hits, like uh, what are we looking at really? And basically basic diagnostics. And is there anything wrong? Is there like, someone uh having what's it called like location device on the ship let's let's say go this direction
1: all right so first let's get an assessment of of how uh seaworthy our new ship is uh so let's go ahead and do a mechanics check um i've got the pool ready for you're rolling against one setback one black die and two purple Wow. Okay. So with uh, one green and two yellows, which is a very, very strong uh, mechanic skill against my setback and two purples, you ended up with two successes, an advantage, and a triumph. Uh, So I will take care of the successes and kind of give you uh, a layout. But before I do, I want to get an idea um, about that advantage and triumph.
5: Oh, okay, so uh, during, uh, I could use the advantage, I have uh, this, what's it called, let me just check, remote DVI activator, so I would like to install it, it should be basically uh, like a remote control kind of thing, like I could call some short range ship to land on nearest landing pad to quickly run away, something like that. So I was thinking, like to use that advantage or the, the extra success.
1: That, I, actually, if you want, why don't we? I could use that triumph for you to have that successfully installed without having to do a mechanics check. Yeah. Right. Sure. Let's Beautiful. All right. And as far as the successes, the ship, um, the ship's in, in good shape. Um, so the uh, uh, the hull seems intact. You look at the um, the hyperspace. Um, uh, and navigation systems—they all seem in pretty good shape. There's nothing that's re- really raising any, any alarms. I would like us to, like you, to also do a perception check. Um, and this is where we're going to look for things like, you know, tracking devices, um, right. stuff like that. Okay. So I've got uh, an, an average roll, and I'm going to actually give you a boost from that advantage.
5: Okay. Uh, should Righty I go? you
1: are, sir. Let's do this. Ooh. So uh, we got a failure with one advantage. So, you know, you look the machine, you look the machine, you look over the ship. So you look, uh, Charlie, you look over the ship. And, you know, one of the things that you were looking for was obviously any kind of um, uh, nefarious devices. Uh, you really didn't see any um, as you looked uh, looked over the ship. So you, you come back to the lounge um, where everybody is.
5: Just, just one last thing before I come back to land. Please, so uh, I will just stretch out. Okay, everything is good as it goes, and let's use uh, some time for myself. And uh, I will try to just look around if somebody is going in, and uh, just to be sure that I'm alone. And I will pop out one of the trucks I have, and, which is called Booster Blue. I don't remember what it boosts, like some next check, but that's not relevant right now. But I will just use the engineering to uh, put just put in the dose and chill in for a bit. And I might return uh, after a bit longer time than just a routine, you know, engine check. And I lower right, the dose. All right, excellent. And that's uh, perfect. That's it.
1: All right, so two things we're going to need to do. One, we're going to need to plot our course um, to Ryloth. Uh, and two, I need to find out who's flying.
5: I'm just flying.
4: Or my pilot, at least. my piloting is yeah. uh, yellow and two green.
1: So is, Same so here. So mine. We've got a
2: lot of pilots, don't we?
1: Yeah, yeah. planetary space is what we're going to look at. So you um you guys I, decide. I have a yellow and
2: three green. <clears>
3: That's <throat> probably you. Yeah.
0: (laughs) all right well impaired and awesome
1: (laughs) so how how does this conversation go guys um you know we've you kind of have it sounds like you've decided that this is worth taking a chance um jacek um asks if he can excuse himself to go lay down um so he's now not in the room with you anymore um so i'd be very curious um as you really have not worked together before i'd like to know how all of this uh All of this is going to come together.
2: We look like the Three Stooges as four of us try to go through the door to go be the pilot. (laughs) 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 Let's go fire her up. Oh, excuse me, excuse me, sorry. Uh, You, you can fly? Yeah. Well, uh, or you wanted to fly? I'm
5: not like I thought. I'm flying this ship, you know, because that's what I was hired for. Kind of. As far as we
4: knew, the ship was ours. I point to Syl and I.
2: Yeah, Titus and I flew it over here, just fine.
5: Yeah, but, uh, well, uh, but we have you know common friend that kind of put us together, and he he basically told me that I could fly a ship. Come on, guys, like I didn't know it's, it's this, so can we can we agree on something or you know sharing a seat?
2: I needed I'll to lie down anyway. Fine, oh, I'll see what you great. have. I'll co-pilot.
0: Let's
2: do, yeah,
4: right, excellent. let's
5: do this let's do this Yeah, my
1: so own Ty- Titus own. will take a look Shaul. at the guns Titus and Shaw, you guys head to the cockpit um, uh, who wants to plot the course to Ryloth
3: is that astrogation it is sir <laughs> yeah it's probably going to be me I have two yellows and a green good Perfect. lord
1: <laughs> yeah, <have> <laughs> <but> <laughs> All right, so Ricks, I've got a, I've got your pool set within average difficulty cuz this is a this is a known plan. it shouldn't be too difficult. Ready? But we get advantage
5: are. because uh, you know, I checked out the route before in the engineering and such.
1: Uh, yeah, he doesn't need it. Uh, we just rolled for it, so let's uh, okay. um let's let's, <laughs> let's bank that, Chal. So remind me, uh cuz I do like that. Um so uh Ricks, you you head over to the nav computer. You plug in um, uh, the course and uh, you're going to have no trouble. In fact, you really uh, think uh, if you go here, then here, then there, this route might be even better. So it's going to take uh, roughly about a day for you guys to get there based off of the, uh, the route that Rix has put together. The ship starts to take off as uh, uh, Chal pulls back. You guys have no trouble leaving um, the planet itself. You program it in, the lights streak, and you guys jump into hyperspace. Um, so there's a few things that I'd like to do. One, um, is there anything that we want to happen um, that we need to work out as we're waiting to get planet side?
0: Yeah, DT would, would also be of a similar mindset uh, to my friend here and would be looking for any tracking things on the ship. He doesn't know the ship. He doesn't trust it.
1: So let's go ahead and make that an average perception roll. I'm going to give you a boost uh, based off of um, what we got from uh, Chawl itself. Uh, so I'm ready for a perception roll when you are, sir. Cool. All right, so we got one blue dye, two green, and a yellow against two purples. We ended up with two successes and an advantage. So DT is, you know, obviously you guys are now in hyperspace. Um Chal um you know did his inspection. You have time on your hands. Um so you uh look through as well. Um being um not very trust trusting um and knowing how Larbeck works or knowing the fact that it was sitting in a hangar for as long as it was um, you know, you start looking to see if there's any type of uh, tracking devices, bombs, anything that shouldn't be on the ship. Um, as you go through and do the inspection, you're not finding anything to be concerned about. Um, everything seems to be in the right place. Uh, how would we like to use that advantage?
0: Um, is there a good way I could use that to set up any kind of early warning system to see if maybe the... Like to plug into the ship and maybe be notified if somebody gets on it without being, without anybody else knowing?
1: Yeah, let's do this. If if we have an encounter, the next space encounter we have, uh, when we roll initiative, remind me to add a boost to your initiative roll. Will do. Does that sound good? Sounds good to me. So... You guys, you know, obviously flying, um, you got it going. Once you get into hyperspace, you, the ship can pretty much fly itself. Um, so I would imagine each of you are kind of um, retiring back, uh, taking your time to, uh, to sleep. Um, Marshall, still, so you're going to heal a wound overnight. So if you want to drop down, you'll now be at uh, four out of your 12 threshold. Uh, all st- anybody who has any strain, that'll go away as well.
2: Syl is going to move his stuff out of the uh, captain's room without making any sort of fuss about it. He's just going to go grab his, uh, his duffel out of there and shift it over to the crew quarters. Excellent. Because when, when we'd flown over, that was kind of the, uh, the assumption. Is, uh, and he's
1: just like, guess not. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys come out of hyperspace. Um, and you can see uh, Ryloth there. Um, the Ryloth is—it's not a desert planet as much as it is a kind of a desolate planet itself. Um, uh, on the computer, um, you have no trouble locating Nabat or Nabot, I'm sorry, Nabot, which is the city uh, that uh, Jacek uh, says he needs to go to in order to track down his friend. Um, we can go ahead and head on. To uh, Nabat if you want um, or is there something we want to do while we're still off planet
5: could we get uh, something on Nabat uh, like uh, like what to watch out for or was that covered already on the Ryloth check
1: Um, we can you can definitely do a scan um, using the ship sensors uh, Chal can you give me an idea of what you're trying to figure out so I'm thinking like uh,
5: if we get we will get I guess direction on which landing pad we should land. So I would like to scan surrounding. Is there any imperial presence, for example? I know officially there are there is nobody, but you know uh, who knows what we might find. Or is there since if I understood correctly, we're basically basically trying to steal from a hut. So is there some actual huts there hidden? I don't
1: know. So that direction. All right. So look. Yeah, let's go ahead and do a sensor sweep. So I'm going to need a computer's check from you. It's going to be average difficulty. Um, The pool is ready.
0: DZ Leergard here, creator of the M3E Crew Builder app, and I'm a patron of Third Floor Wars because supporting great content creators like them is one of the best ways to help grow this game. So to join me and the other floor heads, go to patreon.com and search for Third Floor Wars. And we will see you there.
1: What is it worth to you to get this podcast on a weekly basis? Is it worth a dollar a month? Five dollars a month? Twenty dollars a month? If you'd like to help support the work that we're doing here on Third Floor Wars, please go buy our Patreon. We're at patreon.com slash thirdfloorwars. There you can pledge at any level, any dollar amount. Whatever you give us will help us put out quality content on a regular basis and hopefully make tabletop gaming a little bit better for you every week. I hey, need to give a special shout out to some of our newest patrons. A big thanks goes out to Bob Fletcher, Old Doc Fulton, Joseph Pye, Loke Walmo, Nicholas Prinzing, Dareth8952, Sven Hoffman, Mike Schmidt, and Peter Diarmus. The only reason we're able to put out content on a regular basis is because of you guys and gals. Thanks a ton. Howdy friend, Craig here. Is this episode making you realize you need to buy some models? Gadzooks Gaming is my favorite online retailer because of their large selection, killer prices, and great customer service. Don't you hate buying an entire crew box when you only need one model? Gadzooks sells crew box models individually and saves you a ton of money. They even have free shipping to the U.S. and Canada if you spend $100 or more. Swing by gadzooksgaming.com and make sure you tell them Craig from the third floor sent you. All the details are in the show notes. The pool is ready.
4: Wow. All wow. right. So like, we had uh, two, <laughs>
1: two three green and a a yellow against two purple. Yeah. Uh, neither of the purple dice came up with anything. So you are just awash and three successes and three advantages. So you sit down, you work on uh, the sensors, and you do a full sweep of uh, not only uh, um but, you know, anything surrounding it. Uh, there does not appear to be any Imperial, uh, presence. Uh, the city itself is, is a mid-sized city. Um, and what's unique about it, and you can see it on the sensors is the majority of the city is underground. So you can see the spaceport, um, and on your sensors, you pick up to the spaceport and then off of the spaceport, there's a few domed areas, um, that are very tiny and obviously, um, Based off of what you're seeing below surface, each one of those are just going to lead you underground. And as you look on the sensors yourself, you can see the majority of the city is an underground city. Um, As far as the um, weather and things like that, it's an arid planet, uh, obviously breathable um, as far as um, that's concerned. So no issues there. Talk to me about those advantages. So
5: these advantages, I would like to bank those for later in case uh, there is an interaction in the city. So I would use them like I scanned it, I have knowledge where to hide or where to find something that might help me later. So for the, if it's possible to bank those three, four in later interactions in a
1: Yeah, so if, we, if at any point we need to do something that has to deal with the layout of the city, um, uh, if you guys need to get from point A to point B, um, uh, you'll have no trouble. We'll upgrade that role, so we'll use those three to not give you a boost, but we'll actually upgrade the role itself. So if you can remind me, Chal, when we get there, so if I will save one upgrade. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Does that work? Yeah. Good. All right. So Chal, are we taking the ship in?
5: Yes, yeah, that is. She goes, and we go to the landing pad. All
1: right. So as you start to approach the uh, the actual. Um, uh, uh, spaceport itself. Uh, a message comes up, uh, uh, communication request to open a channel.
5: Uh, do I see where it's coming
1: from? Uh, it's coming from spaceport.
5: Ah, uh, okay, sure. Let's, uh, let's see what they want to tell us.
1: This isn't about spaceports. Uh, please identify yourself.
5: Yeah. Oh, uh, I will hold it on mute. What do we tell them? <laughs> I'm just riding, driving the ship. We didn't thought about this.
4: We don't even have a name for the yeah, ship. We aren't named yet, are we? Well, I guess now's the time. Why casual?
5: I will just reply. Just, just hang on a minute. We have some technical difficulties over here. So, what's our plan? Do we are we here for work or, uh, you know, vacation? <laughs> How do we? How do we do this?
4: As soon as he starts saying that, uh, I have the communicator start cutting in and out, like uh, you know, dropping his dropping his mic a little bit. Okay, great. <laughs> right. I guess now's the time we gotta name the ship right now. We gotta give them something, otherwise they're gonna blast us out of the sky. The whole job will be dead. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I think you're, you're on you're on mute yeah okay. I'm not I'm how I'm about like Centennial to... Eagle it's a play off a of Millennium Falcon <laughs> 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 let's
1: Centennial
2: let's let's take it as an interim name
1: alright so the Centennial Eagle is the name of the ship um, uh, you're gonna get asked about Ooh, the nature of your nice. business yeah yeah, that's that's
5: what I struggle with. Um, so we planet
2: studies, planetary studies.
5: Planetary studies, uh, love it. Okay, so I unmute and or I hit the push to talk button and okay, we are Centurion Eagle and we're just a excursion uh, to study the planet. We want to see what's the culture like and what's the environment. And, okay,
1: that's that's what we do. <clears throat> Okay. We're going to definitely need a roll for that. <laughs> oh, boy. So um, oh boy. <laughs> let's see here. I guess what do I want? Whatever. Let's do a deception roll. Yeah, I'm thinking deception. So uh, I'm going to make that an average. I'm ready when you are. <laughs> what did you roll, Chawl? Uh, so two successes
5: and oh no, it's not deception. Or was it was deception? Okay, I have two successes. Yeah, it was deception. You're good. Okay, and uh, and
1: that's a disadvantage. All right, so I'm gonna bank that threat. So I've got two threats banked. Um, uh, roger that, Eagle. Uh, yeah. Go to landing pad at four seven B. Enjoy your stay.
5: Yeah thank you, bye, and I just just go for it, then. sweating all over me it's... <laughs> guys, like I'm piloting the ship, I'm not talking, you know it's like, it's an eagle. what the hell was that I, I, like, <laughs> I had to
4: tell next them next time something. toss me the
0: mic Geez, <laughs> so I'm Guys as, as you
1: start uh, Charles <laughs> Charles t- taking the ship into the landing pad. Um, Jason comes in um, uh, to the cockpit um, and, and and says, "Are we here?"
5: Yeah, we're here. We can we can get out.
1: So I, I have not been here, but i, I, I I'm. You know. Th- very familiar with um, a lot of people here on Nevada. Um What we're gonna want to do is we're gonna track down my friend, um, Nien Kablo. Um, so as, as soon as we get there, um, I can uh, try to communicate um, and connect with him.
5: Uh, so who's this friend actually? Like I'm not so keen to meeting so many new people. I already like met so many today. So who, who's this guy?
1: So I, I've worked with Nin. He's he no longer is involved in any type of uh, this type of research, but um, he really was one of the preeminent experts um, on uh, Buddha Hutta and a lot of histor- history of the huts themselves. And I think with his help, I will be able to um, get a much better sense of where where this palace is. So my hope is is to sit down with Nin and you know show him uh, some of the relics that I have found. Um, have it with the map and, um, you know, just hopefully he'll be able to help us.
5: Oh, well, I guess we already signed the paper, right? So let's do this.
1: <laughs> so, All right, so we're going to uh, head off the ship.
3: Yeah, let's disembark.
1: Mm, let's go. Okay. see, so no trouble landing. You guys disembark. Um, the uh, walk towards one of uh, what are essentially elevators, lifts, and they take you down, you would estimate around 30 feet um, into uh, the uh, main uh, sections of uh, Nabat as well. So let's go ahead.
2: How big is Nabat? I mean, are we talking New York City or is this a rural? I mean, I'm guessing it's just a mining town, it's pretty, uh, pretty small.
1: Yeah, relatively small. So my my guess is probably less than two thousand uh, okay. people okay. Um, there. When you guys when the lift opens and you get into about um, proper, it's essentially an underground city, and you can tell from that it's not a very rich colony itself. The streets themselves, nothing is nothing is clean. Nothing is really that dirty. You've got um, different. Um, uh, you know, shops and things like that that are set up all over the place. There's a where you where it opens up to is actually a marketplace, um, which is at uh, an open area. And you've got um, different merchants selling, you've got um, Tweelix walking around. Uh, definitely, as uh, Jacek uh, told you, uh, it is predominantly uh, Tweelix. In fact, at this point, you don't see anybody who is non Tweelix um, there. J6 steps out with you guys um, on the lift itself um, and pulls out his communicator um, and attempts to contact um, uh, Nin. Sorry.
0: On the lift ride down, uh, DT, realizing this is a smaller planet, uh, would go ahead and like close up his coat pull up his scarf so it's covering it. He's trying to make himself look like more of a, a human maybe wearing a mask so that there's no like, hey, these guys had an interesting looking droid if anybody asks later. <laughs> Great.
1: Yeah. You, you think that so somebody who might recognize an assassin droid might get a little nervous? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Okay. So Jason comes back and he says, I, I was not able to get in touch with Nen, um, but I was able to get in touch with um, uh, with a group that he's been working with um, here in the mining colonies. Uh, he, we can head over there and, and, and sit with them if you guys are okay with that.
2: Well, Chull I think you're going to get to meet even more people today. I'm sorry about that.
5: Oh, it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it better be a lot of credits. It better be a lot of credits, though.
1: <laughs> That's part of the job. You follow Jacek's? And it's an uneventful journey. Um, the, the colony, um, uh, you get to walk through and see the colony um, and get a feel for it. Um, and it uh, takes you to to a door. He knocks on the door. It opens. Inside is a small uh, small room. And there's about three or four different uh, Twi'leks there. Uh, Jacek um, says, you know, I'm trying to get in touch with, with Nin. Twi'lek, uh Twi'lek, uh, a green Twi'lek comes up and says well right now Nin is actually at the mines uh, itself Um, what what exactly do you need Nin for? Jacek explains you know that he's a former colleague of Nin um, and uh, you know wants to work with Nin on it the green Twi'lek turns to you guys and goes and who are these guys? We're
2: JSEX Associates. We're here to uh, escort him and uh, support him in any way we can. Who are you?
1: Uh, I'm one of the miners here. Um, I've been working uh, in the mines for a long time. Um, to give you guys, you know, I, I can definitely help uh, get you out to the mines itself. Um, let me get in touch with Nin um, and uh, kind of verify uh, all of this. And uh, I'll, I'll be back So he walks away, heads off into another room Let me give you a sense of the vibe here, guys um, You can definitely tell the, uh, all of these uh, people that are in the room These Twilix in the room um, They're a bit standoffish um, uh, They appear to be a bit skeptical uh, of all of you They're not uh, in any way threatening um, But um, there's definitely a sense of concern uh, at your presence so he comes back and he says, you know what? This checks out. Uh, Nin, uh, Nin says, uh, Jacek, he would, would really love to see you if you want to head out to the mines themselves. I can arrange to get you guys a couple speeder bikes and a couple speeders um, and directions.
5: I guess for planetary observation, we might go as well into mines. Why not?
4: I mean, it seemed pretty clear that that was going to be part of this for diving into ruins for old Rylothian junk.
5: At least we
0: get a getaway car. So it's important to include the subterranean portion of the geological survey as well.
5: Yeah, and that, of course, sure. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's go to the mines then.
1: All right, guys. So he um, he leads you up uh, back to the surface, and there you find uh, two speeders, each one able to uh, seat uh, two people, and then two speeder bikes. Um, so between um, all of that, you guys should have no trouble um, having the six of you travel. So I'd like to get a sense of um, who's going to be where.
2: I'll be on a bike.
5: Charles is going speeder.
2: I've I've watched Chal drive. I'll uh, I'll get in with him.
3: Sure. I've figured that out. <laughs> and I'll I'll take Jacek with me.
0: I guess I'll be on the other bike then. I figure it's good to have the two uh really killy guys on bikes i could see that <laughs> i feel like there's a, a nod of understanding as uh, as the droid and the mandalorian kind of look at the bikes look at each other
2: <laughs> outriders <laughs>
4: <laughs> two two opposing individuals during the clone wars Mounting bikes to protect these two, the the rest of this group, these two speeders. Oh, I
2: love it. It's coming together.
4: I I just need a a point where I get to use my my spear rifle as a lance while on the bike. I need a joust. Nice.
1: (laughs) Set you up up for a joust.
5: (laughs) And I'm going to tune in on the radio some, I don't know... Star Wars version of highway to help
1: or too soon <laughs> <laughs> So you guys hop in the speeders, you hop on the bikes. Um the Twi'lek Twi- Twi- um gives uh Jacek the directions. The um it looks like it's going to take roughly maybe a- about an hour for you m- for you guys to get there. To give you a sense of the geography very flat um and uh it's more of a sandy soil um everything has a bit of a a dark blue hue to it um on the grounds itself so you guys start heading off um towards the mines most of it like i said is flat but as you start getting closer to the mines you're now maybe uh 15 20 minutes out uh you start to see um as you're approaching what essentially are going to be the, mi- the mountains themselves so Uh, you're start going and traveling and getting through onto, um, essentially what is a Canyon, um, as you're headed out. So guys, we're going to use this as a time to, to break on session two. Um, and this will be a good kind of stopping point. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. So you don't miss uh, the avalanche of content. We create links are in the show notes. Be sure to check out our shop on thirdfloorwars.com for the latest in gaming apparel and gear. There you'll also find the latest information for the U.S. Faux Tour. Find out where you rank in your conference or even in the entire United States. Get those models built, painted, and ready so we can see you at the next U.S. Faux Tour Masters event. Please take a moment to write a review of this pod on your favorite platform. Rating and reviewing helps us find more listeners almost as cool as you are. sure to share this feed with all of your friends who love tabletop gaming thanks for listening howdy folks craig here now if you love gadgets as much as we do you're going to love the new third floor wars gadget bundle from schooner labs branded with the logo of your favorite podcast it comes with two measuring multi-tools a compass stepper for those tight and important movements along with a compact dashboard to track your turn Strat and Scheme Scoring, along with your Soul Stones and Pass Tokens. It is the perfect bundle for anyone who plays Malifaux or just wants to look cool while doing it. The link is in the show notes. Check them out and help support your favorite gaming podcast. Hey, are you still here? Look, uh, the podcast is over. And you sat through all of the breaks and bloopers? Well... I mean, if you're here, you might as well run over to patreon.com and become a supporter. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast too while you're at it on whatever platform you're listening to. I do appreciate you sticking around. Take care.